This is Her Self-Expression with Beverly Price, a podcast dedicated to women who seek self-empowerment. Like many women, Beverly suffered with low self-esteem, and now she is on the other side and is ready to share her knowledge with you. In this podcast, we interview inspirational women every week who share action-oriented tips to boost self-image and self-confidence. If you'd like to move from self-loathing to self-love, as Beverly did, stay tuned for today's episode that is sure to help you take on the world. And now, here's Beverly. Enjoy the show. Hi, beautiful. I hope you're having an awesome day. I'm Beverly Price, and I'm the host of the Her Self-Expression podcast. Most women struggle with their self-image and self-confidence. Her Self-Expression provides knowledge, support, and insight to help women on their journey to self-empowerment on the inside and out so they can take on the world. Today, I have these questions for you to ponder. Have you ever had to overcome tragedy? Have you ever feared for your life? Have you ever lost everything? Have you ever had to rebuild your life from nothing? Well, my guest today is my friend, Brielle Cotterman. Brielle is a woman who I admire intensely, personally and professionally, and she has played a key role in my journey to self-empowerment. She is going to share her story with us today and talk to us about overcoming. Brielle has helped thousands of entrepreneurs take their cause, an idea, a movement, business, or book, and put their work in front of millions. She'd love to help you do the same. She scrapped the idea of a traditional PR firm and combined her years in PR with her sales and marketing experience and time spent as national spokesperson for multiple charitable organizations to create what resembles a results-driven executive-level finishing school for entrepreneurs. Her clients not only get featured in Forbes, Entrepreneur, Better Homes and Gardens, CBS, or NBC, but they're also fully prepared to shine in these spotlights. They know what to say and how to say it so that their authenticity is evident and inspirational. Perhaps most importantly, her clients can turn their publicity opportunity into clients and profit. At the heart of what she does is story, breakthrough story that her clients learn to uncover and seamlessly share, and her own story of surviving attempted murder and domestic violence. After many years of an ongoing healing journey, she stepped into her own power as an advocate against domestic violence and a beacon of hope. Her passion is helping people just like you make meaningful changes in the world, inspire positive change, and give millions of people hope. We each have a story, and you have the opportunity to make a big impact in this world by sharing it, and I can show you how, says Brielle. If you want to feel empowered, confident, and excited about your potential, listen to our conversation. Hi, Brielle. Thank you so much for being my guest today. It's so good to have you here. Hi, Beverly. I am so honored to be your guest and to be here with you today. Can you tell us a little bit about your personal journey? It's such a fascinating story. Yes, thank you. You know, it's it's one of those things, and I think it's this way for every single person and especially every woman. You know, our hearts are kind of this ocean of stories. There are so many different layers and so many different levels and 
people who we become and things that we experience throughout our lifetime. And there have been, for me, just like for you and everyone listening, very definitive moments in my lifetime that have really impacted the course of how my life will unfold, where I'm going to go next, who I'm going to become. And at this stage, it's I am totally capable of reflecting and looking back and being able to objectively identify those moments and also to see how I handled those moments and how that propelled me on the path that I am on now. I am a survivor of attempted murder and domestic violence, like you mentioned. And prior to that, I would say my life was pretty uneventful. I didn't come from a background of abuse. I had never been exposed to it. I didn't really understand the warning signs. And so that was a new and different experience for me. And after those traumatic events, I went on an extensive healing journey. So therapy, healing practices, everything that I could get my hands on, because I wanted to know, how did I end up in this place to begin with? And how can I keep from ever ending up yes. here again? How incredible. And I think the one key to, thank you so much. And I think, you know, I think the one key to my success in overcoming has definitely been the mindset that I never for one moment felt like, why me? And I don't know, that just never occurred to me. It never crossed my mind. This is just a part of my life. This is a part of my story. And it's really hard and it's really challenging. But I have the opportunity to move on and do something really positive with my life. And I think that was that definitive difference for me because I nearly lost my life. And if you listen to my TED Talk, you hear more details about it. But it is a miraculous thing that I am here. There is literally no logical reason why I should be alive. And in that moment, regardless of the difficulty of the situation, regardless of how scary and traumatic those things were, I chose to cling to the fact that I am still here. I have been, my life has been spared. I have the opportunity to truly live. And it changes your perspective completely. And instead of thinking, why me? And how did this why, why is this happening to me? I chose to embrace the idea and the concept of now I have the opportunity to continue to live and, I, and I'm going to cherish every single second and so every single moment. Where did you dig down deep? Where did you find the strength to actually overcome? How did you find the, the motivation or the emotional wherewithal? I have a lot of support, first of all, from therapy and healing practices. I was very, I got very into meditation and, you know, in, in that stage of my life, those were survival mechanisms for me. That was not like just some choice, you know, I'm going to start taking care of myself. I'm going to start on this journey of self-love and, and all of those pieces. You know, I did recognize, even though I was a very confident person, I didn't know until that point in my life the difference between self-love and self-confidence. Because even though I was an extremely accomplished and confident gotcha. person, Beverly, I was making choices and involving people in my life, one, one person in particular, that that was not a, a, a self-loving choice. And, and I see that now and I could see that, you know, right. reflecting and looking back. And I was like, okay, there are some things here that I've got to fix. There's 
just like every single one of us, whether you're a man or woman, you develop or no, you know, however you identify, we all develop limiting beliefs along the way. And so really getting to the core of that, it's right. hard work. And it's kind of like, you know, going through your attic. I always could make that comparison. It's one of those things like it can be really messy and you're going to uncover stuff that you're going to like and you're going to uncover stuff that you're really irritated that it's there. But it's one of those processes that I felt like I had to do it. And for me, it was really my faith that is is what kept me through. You know, that was yeah. my strength because, and I, and I won't go into all of the details, but when you think about, I literally lost everything. I had one child that was one and I had another child that was five and a half. I had no vehicle. I had no home. I owned nothing except a lot of mismatched furniture and a lot of horses that had nowhere to go that needed to be fed and cared for and all of those things because I had been in a position where I didn't worry about those things. I was like, you know, those things were all taken care of by another person in my life. And so right. I literally felt like my life was a sweater and someone was pulling the string and it was unraveling in front of my eyes. Oh. Things that I felt like I could what an count analogy. on, things that I felt like were truth or reality were all of a sudden ripped out from under me and my life was totally turned upside down. And there was absolutely no way that I had the strength to handle all of it. And I recognized that throughout the process. And I know 100% for a fact that my faith and my belief in a higher power is the only reason why I was able to mentally and emotionally survive and handle all of the things. One of my attorneys during that time, he said, it seems like, you know, because I'm a horse girl, he said, it seems like there is like piles of horse manure being thrown on you every single day as this is all <laughs> unfolding. Not only the the trauma that I experienced, but all of the things that happened afterwards and all of the repercussions and the challenges. And he said, I'm really proud of you because every single day you wipe it off and you get in the shower and you start fresh the next day. And that's really powerful. And really, I'm really proud of you. And that wow. has always stuck with me. Um, and that's been... You know, I'm just innately a very positive and determined person. But at that point in my life, even though, you know, I never thought, why is this happening to me? More than being upset with the circumstances, I was upset with myself that I had let myself get into a situation like that. But I chose to trust my faith and I chose to ask for the help and support that I needed. Now, you and I talked about that I'm also a victim of domestic violence and there are lots and lots of women out there and we will actually post the number for the domestic violence hotline on the screen. But what would you say to women that would help them evaluate situations more or help prevent them, be more cautious from getting into a situation? Is it even possible? Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I think that there's something that I saw after the fact that someone shared with me. It's like wheel of abuse where it starts as mental or emotional abuse and then progresses. And there's definitely a cycle and, and I could really easily identify it, that progression. And so I think just being aware 
You know, no one ever goes into a relationship or a marriage relationship or a dating relationship thinking, you know, this is going to end badly. Right. You don't ever start off that way because the tricky thing is people who are typically abusive are also typically extremely charming. You know, they don't walk around carrying a two by four and looking like some big scary person. And oftentimes when things can begin as mentally or emotionally abusive, they quickly can progress to physical violence. And so that is the most important thing to recognize, to always be aware and check in with your intuition, because if something feels off, if someone belittles you in public, if someone teases you just a little too much where you feel like, gosh, that really seemed a little harsh or, you know, even those brief moments, those little tiny red flags, pay attention to that. And that's what I always say. If it feels like it might be a little bit off, chances are it is. And there's reason. Yeah, and I think my issue was I thought I was in love by the time I saw them. And I fell in love with the potential of of the person rather than who they were. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that's uncommon. So I just ignored the facts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't either. And I think it happens a lot in professional women, too, who consider themselves extremely intelligent, together, confident. And boom, there it is. Well, and I mean, here's the thing. You know, when one of my one of my clients has a theory about smart women, that typically we don't really find too many situations or problems that we can't solve. And sometimes right. that can be a really poor beginning to a relationship. Like you said, like feeling there's a lot of potential there. And, you know, yeah. it took me a lot of healing and a lot of dissecting and recognizing what are my limiting beliefs, what are things that I have been conditioned to believe or understand that aren't necessarily real or true in a healthy relationship. And I think it's one of the greatest injustices that we do not have a clear understanding. It's never presented to us. It's never exemplified in a standardized way of what a healthy relationship actually is. And so that kind of puts us at a disadvantage to begin with. But what I will say is A lot of media, like a lot of movies, a lot of television shows, they really romanticize relationships that are verbally, mentally, and emotionally abusive and very manipulative and controlling and definitely not a healthy relationship. So I, you know, I think that's one of the best recommendations. Like if something feels off, it probably is. If you are looking to exterior sources for an example of what is a healthy relationship and you're looking at, you know, a lot of pop culture and movies and those sorts of things, it's definitely not the place to go. So really trying to get a firm understanding of what is a healthy relationship and then calling that in. I think that's the best way to go about it. Okay. What three actionable steps would you give to our listeners, to the women in our group, to overcome adversity and become empowered like you did? Yeah. So one of the things that I think is really important to mention is, you know, my particular story has been filled with a lot of trauma and drama and those sorts of things. Adversity can look like a lot of different situations and scenarios. It doesn't necessarily have to look like mine. So adversity can be a multitude of things. And so I think there's three key steps to overcome adversity. And the first is to make peace with it. First is to recognize 
this is what's going oh, on. This is either what's going on or has gone on in my life and accept it. Mm-hmm. So I think until you actually make the choice to accept that, it's nearly impossible to move beyond it. So, right. you know, I didn't want to accept the fact that I felt off in that particular situation. There's been other adversity in my life when, you know, I've wanted to ignore because it's easier. You don't have to go dig through the attic, you know, and go through all right. those things. But making the choice to accept the fact that this is my story, this is my experience, and then to tell somebody who can help you. That's, gotcha. you know, if you listen on my TED Talk, you know, that's, it's all about story. And so tell someone who can help you. That's the first thing. And then the, once you have made your peace with it. So number one, accept it. Number two, tell someone who can help you. And number three, then finally tell someone you can help. Great ideas. And that is a piece that is not necessarily going to happen quickly. You have to heal. You have to get to the place where this is something you can share. This is something you can talk about without becoming overly emotional. You have to recognize it objectively. Even though this may be difficult, this is something that happened. And then by sharing your story in a way where you help other people, it gives you more freedom and it is more freeing than practically anything I've ever done in my life. I totally agree with you. So how does overcoming adversity impact a woman's journey to self-empowerment? I think that it makes it richer. I think that when I look at the work that I do in the world and all of the incredible men and women that I work with all over the globe, I've never met one really, really phenomenally successful and incredibly interesting and intriguing person who's had a really easy path. Yeah. I feel the same way. They just, there's something about having what they went through, the strength they have to get past it, and the beauty on the other side, I think. And and yeah, the transparency absolutely. to share that. I think there's right. there are and, people you know, that won't share it, but. Sure, for sure. And here's the thing. This is the, this is the thing. Those people who are not sharing, it's not that those things haven't happened in their life. And, and like I said, it's not necessarily what happened in mine, but it's not that they haven't dealt with adversity in their life. It's just the fact that they are not willing to share it because adversity and challenge is part of human experience. Right. That as simple as that. We all become, you know, in our culture, a lot of times we're conditioned to believe that we don't want to share things that are polite or are difficult or might make other people uncomfortable. And the reality is that's where we're messing up. Because when we don't talk about these stories, when we don't say, you know, my relationship started off beautifully too. I was madly in love. I was swept off my feet. It was romantic and exciting. And and then things shifted. And we don't start to talk about those things. People do not have the context to recognize that the situations that they are experiencing may be not safe. They do not have an understanding that People who are successful or accomplished have also experienced adversity. They create this picture that if you were successful, your life has been perfect. And that is could not be further from the truth. And so it's our job to share our stories, to give context, to create a way for positive social change and acceptance, and to give people the opportunity to do away with stigmas. Like that is something that is so 
ridiculous yes. to me. It's something that's so ripe for disruption. And we have to shift the way we think about things. You know, I didn't share my story for years because I didn't want to be labeled as a domestic violence survivor. But in fact, I was talking to Ella Hicks, who's an expert on domestic violence, and she said it's now about one in two people, one in two women that experience some form of domestic violence. So it's more predominant than ever. Exactly. Yeah, and I believe it's almost one in three for wow. men, too. So it's, you know, that's that's the thing, whether it's domestic violence, whether it's a mental illness, whether it's losing a job, what whatever that adversity looks like, hiding it is the wrong path. And that doesn't mean that we have to air out our dirty laundry, and that doesn't mean that we have to share all of the details of everything that we've been through in our life. But what it does mean is when we show up authentically and transparently, and we are real, we are creating connection. And what we're doing is we're doing away with that duality. You know, the duality of like, I'm going to suffer in silence. I'm going to deal with my pain and my shame and my guilt and my disappointment on the inside. And then on the outside, I'm going to make everything look shiny yeah. and perfect. And then I'm going to make everybody else around yeah. me comfortable. And that is probably the worst thing that we can do if we ever want to create a culture of empathetic, understanding Correct. human beings. I agree so wholeheartedly. So I have one question that I'd like to ask all my guests to wrap things up. And that is, what does self-expression mean to you, Brielle? Self-expression to me means being unapologetically real to the point of making people uncomfortable. And I love to, <laughs> I love to refer to that because, you know, I, for a long time, Beverly, I lived this life that looked really shiny and perfect on the outside. You know, I was one of those people, but it could not have been more of a facade. And mm -hmm. during that time, everything looked great on the outside, but I felt like I was living in a, a prison. And so had I been brave enough or capable of sharing that, things may have turned out really differently. And so yeah. I just think being able to express yourself in a way that is real to the point of making people a little bit uncomfortable is exactly what self-expression means to me. That's what it means to me in my business. You know, when we're talking about media training, when we're discussing showing up on television, making a difference, leading a movement, making an impact, not only on the bottom line of your business, but in the world, like seriously making a difference. You have to be right. real because people are interested in your story. They're interested in creating connection. They don't want to hear some shiny facade story that looks nice on the outside. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they don't believe it anymore. Absolutely. So how can how can our listeners find you and where can they find your TED Talk that has more details of your actual story? I'll make sure that we have the link so that we can include the TED Talk in okay. the link for this episode. And then it's Brielle Cotterman. So it's B-R-I-E-L-L-E Cotterman on Instagram. That's my website. On all social, that's my handle. And I would love the opportunity if anybody, you know, if anyone who is listening to this episode is ever in need or has a question about, you know, is something that I'm experiencing difficult, I can tell you this, Beverly, ever since I started sharing my story that I had experienced domestic violence, I 
sometimes there are weeks when I will get thousands of emails into my inbox because I always make my personal email address available to anyone who reads my article, listens to my TED Talk, has a concern, knows someone in need. And I kind of, I always say there is like this underground railroad of women out there and men who are in need and and we need to be able to give them places and people that they can turn to for support. And and it's extremely Absolutely. important because leaving a situation with domestic violence becomes 70 times more dangerous when you're trying to leave. So once you've identified it and you feel like, okay, something is off here and I do need to make a change, that's the most important time to turn for help. I'm not the professional when it comes to that. I'm not the person to help. But what I am is a person who's been there and I know I didn't do things the right way. So I'm more than happy to make the recommendations and connections to those places, to the hotlines, to the professionals who can help to create a safe exit strategy. Yes. Beautiful, beautiful purpose comes out of that. Brielle, thank you so much for being my guest today. And thank you for everything you have done for me over the years. I'm amazed by your journey and how you overcame all the odds and the effect that overcoming can have on our self-esteem, confidence, and self-empowerment. To get to where Brielle describes, we need super strength, courage, grit, and faith. I believe that we need both outside and inside strength and empowerment to come together to make our journey fulfilling. Thank you for being with Brielle and myself on this episode of Her Self-Expression. I love connecting you with women that can provide actionable steps for you to take. To gain support for your journey, join me at my Her Self-Expression Sisterhood Facebook group, where you can find the knowledge, support, and insight to help you on your journey to self-empowerment and receive the gift of a wonderful community so you don't have to go through it alone. You can find our podcast through links you normally subscribe, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify, but please subscribe when you listen, download the episode, and leave us a review so we can help so many other women, and look for our future episodes to be released every Monday and Thursday. The more you express yourself, the better you feel. Remember, self-expression doesn't have to be a mystery. It's your key to confidence and self-empowerment, both inside and out. But most importantly, remember that you don't have to do it alone. I'm here to help. Thank you and take care. Thank you for listening to the Her Self-Expression podcast today. To listen to past episodes, visit www.herselfexpression.com. Once there, you're going to want to take our quiz to see where you stand right now on your journey to self-expression. If you have any questions or would like to share your thoughts with Beverly and other like-minded women, join our Facebook group, the Her Self-Expression Sisterhood. Invite your friends too. When you download and subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or other podcast services, be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends to download it too so we can continue to help others. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. And remember, self-expression doesn't have to be a mystery. It's your key to confidence and self-empowerment both inside and out. But most importantly, remember that you don't have to do it alone. Visit www.herselfexpression.com and join us today.